Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. You're listening. To BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby, and we're both card carrying members of the Infertility Club. And I am a card carrying member of the Lost Their Voice Club. <laughs> Also, <laughs> I am a card carrying member of the Hangover Club. Oh my god! Yeah, oh my god! Listeners, we had our book launch last night. Yep, and we are a little bit worse for wear today. Yeah. We're feeling fragile. We had a good time. Yeah, we had a lovely time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that more in a few minutes. Indeed, we will. Um, I mean, is there anything else to talk about? Like, should we just talk about the episode? <laughs> yes, probably. Let, let's move on. Um, we are not in a good my, emotional my, place. Yeah. Okay. Can I start? Yes. Because I'd like to say that this series, and one of the great things about having been around for getting on for three years now, is that we have a kind of convention of people will get in touch with us and tell us their tell us their journeys. Yeah. We get emails from you guys like every day telling us about what you've been through. And every now and then an email lands in our inbox that we're like, we need to, we need to tell the world. And then that happened with this one, right? Yeah, man. Um, I got a DM from Jinna and I was like, hey, that is a very interesting story. We should get you on for sure. Yeah. So this is, um, today we're talking to Jinna Yaram. And she is a CBT therapist and a CBT therapist trainer as well. Yes. Um, That's cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, And she, she she got in touch with you to tell us her story. And her story is, I think, quite important because it's one of three people that I've spoken to who've managed to have a decision by their CCG, that's Clinical Commissioning Group, overturned. Yeah. So essentially she was told that she wasn't allowed funding for IVF and then she overturned that decision. And it is vanishingly rare for that to happen. Yeah. Um, it is, but she's also got some good advice about how to do it. Yeah. Which I think is um, it's very useful if anyone else has got a fight to take to the CCG. Yeah. And like, it's funny because when I was writing the book, um, I said to a GP about this. And okay. I said, you know, what? what's the process of um, challenging a CB, uh, CCG decision? CBT? Oh, too many acronyms today. <laughs> um, and basically the GP said to me, look, your, your GP is not going to want to do that <laughs> because it is hours of paperwork. And right. unless you have an insanely strong case, it's just, it's just not going to happen. Right. Um, so it is, you know, these instances are rare. However, mm. if you do think you have a strong case, then like do it. Yeah, man. Jenna's, Jenna's case um, centered around her BMI and being refused because her BMI was too high. And um, so she basically like, she, you know, she went off, lost a load of weight, did a load of training, got really healthy. And then still her BMI was too high. And so um, you'll hear her talk about her trainer. Um, mm. And she forgot to give him a shout out. So we're going to give him a shout out, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. His name's Daniel and his company is Create Training. And that's based in Rugby, which is in Warwickshire. Yeah. And it's Create with a K. 
Create with a K. Yeah. Um, the only thing to say is that her signal was a bit in and out. So there are some bits where it's a bit patchy. But generally, I just think it's a really useful and very interesting interview. And she's she's just really fun. She is. She, she is. is. She she's is. one of life's um, shiny people. She is. She is. <laughs> so we hope you enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it very much. Yeah. And I hope you're enjoying my sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous um I, look i don't think we'll go on too much so um thank you for the few people who've left reviews of the book um on amazon and i don't know i haven't seen any elsewhere but maybe elsewhere thank you to everyone who's bought it if you yeah. do want to buy it it's available at all good bookshops mm-hmm. um and amazon waterstones also bookshop.org which is a which helps local books bookstores um and you can, as usual, follow us on Instagram. At Big Fat Negative. And on Twitter. At Big Fat Negative. And you can email us. Big Fat Negative Podcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's, let's uh, let your voice rest. Thanks for, for two seconds. <laughs> launched our book the book is out we are published authors omg how do you feel shut the front door i feel um it's very surreal yeah very surreal even i thought maybe having the actual launch would Mm. make it less real yeah because thursday when the book came out was very like it all happened very virtually for us because we were obviously just at home just yeah. stuck to social media just like oh my god people have got the book oh my god people are liking the book oh my god you know it was like it's a really lovely day and very exciting and I got no work done um but then yeah and then actually we saw people at our launch and that was like yeah, yeah it, was, it did make it real for it me did. but then also I was just floating on a cloud of just champagne d- absolute delight and champagne, champagne <laughs> <laughs> not even yeah. Prosecco we went for lunch with our friend beforehand and I was like um should we have some wine she was like oh let's let's get something bubbly like that and I was like okay well should we get some prosecco she's like no I think champagne for this and I was like okay she's always good good value for that kind of thing oh Hannah (laughs) um yeah so we had our launch it was a really awesome bar called Spiritland which is in King's Cross which we would love to um recommend to anyone who's in the area because it's really cool say mega thanks to as well for having mm, us they yeah were big thanks to those amazing. guys amazing i think they made us look cool didn't they They made us look so much cooler than we are yeah yeah which was very nice of them <laughs> <laughs> and yeah we did we did a little reading we did a q a with our friend hannah asking us questions and then we did like q a with the crowd who were all really lovely like a yeah. really lovely mix of like faces that you might know then friends and family and then um obviously we gave some tickets away to um to our followers which was really lovely to meet those guys it was really lovely and they also asked questions that made us cry yeah, <laughs> yeah they did really like upped the emotion yeah the entire occasion big time um uh-huh. but it was yeah it was a lovely experience to meet them and to just kind of share it all with everyone it was just so nice uh, yeah i mean it just felt weird. Yeah. yeah. Felt it's really strange. Weird. Strange signing the book. I, oh my God. I, I just like don't know a... how to do that. Yeah, I know. I kept trying to like write really personal things and then I was like, oh, I've never met you before. Yeah. So I don't know anything about you. So I can't write about our close relationship. I was talking to Kat Brown and Yvonne John who were both there and they were like, you know, but you should probably just start putting your name on it and stop trying to write paragraphs to people. <laughs> and I was like, do you know what? You're probably right. Uh, <laughs> just like yeah, your hand won't it's, last it's worth mentioning that um cat brown is crowdsourcing a book on infertility at the moment indeed yeah and um check that out um i think she's cat cat brown on twitter yes she is cat with a k um yeah and her book is going to be called no one talks about this stuff mm-hmm. and she's got um loads of different writers and it's um it's gonna be amazing once it gets funded so guys if you fancy reading that as well as our book um yeah. do pop onto unbound um cat's instagram's probably got a link and you can donate to so she can get it funded yeah that would be great um because no one does talk about it it's true <laughs> but we do now yeah we bloody do um, um mate how are you other than the obvious 
uh i'm fine yeah i'm good i am very hungover um yeah. but i'm i'm yeah i'm just still very happy and can't, yeah can't really quite believe it it's uh it's all very nice yeah yeah how are you i'm fine i'm i've i haven't had a hangover i just i don't really get hangovers anymore because i don't really drink as much anymore now that i don't live in london mm. <laughs> um i just don't really go out on the lash anymore and yesterday I felt like I really took advantage of the situation that I was out in London. Yeah. And yeah, I had a good time. <clears throat> yeah, we did have a good time. And I, you went home though, uh, yeah. at a reasonable time. I did not. I went to, um, after we finished at Spiritland, I went to the Standard Hotel bar, which that may I just fancy. say is also very fucking cool. Never been there okay. before. It's called Double Standard. Okay. And it is, yeah, if anyone's in the area in King's Cross, obviously go to Spiritland, but also check out the Double Standard bar because it is fucking cool. Okay. Great. Yeah. Tell them so, I sent you. Obviously, what time we're, all, did you... we're all friends now. Um, <laughs> what time did we go home? I think I was home by midnight. Oh, okay. That's all right. Maybe yeah. slightly before. Oh, well, um, that's so, very yeah, not, not, not that late. Could have been later. Yeah. But I did have to drive back from London this morning to Ramsgate, so it's a good job I didn't stay up too much later because that would probably have been illegal, ill-advised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But well, it, was, it was very good fun. I think we're being very boring because we're um, yeah, we are, aren't we? Oh, we're just tired and over. Like it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. good content. So I we'll think <laughs> we should. Just this move is on. probably the no way. Actually, we should say so. We did record. Um, the the conversation and the readings last night so we will put those out as a little bonus if anyone wants to listen to them yeah um, and th- that will be probably the last time we harp on about the book for for quite such a long time I and mean, we'll yeah. probably mention it at the beginning of every podcast but only a small mention not um not a meandering um <laughs> ramble chat like this sorry to borrow your words adam buxton <laughs> i feel like your voice wants you to stop talking about it <laughs> That's so sick of it. Um, yeah, I don't know what my voice wants. Fucking hell. It wants to be a prepubescent boy is what it wants. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. Well, we Should we draw this to a close? Yeah, Should we listen to Jenna instead of us? Let's listen to Jenna, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, take it away, Jenna. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. So, Jenna, um, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to uh, tell us about your journey? Yeah, I don't know where to where to start with it all, really. But um, yeah, so yeah, I'm Jenna, and um, yeah, we started trying for babies <laughs> um, <laughs> years ago now, um, and yeah, you know, like anyone else, we didn't expect there to be any problems, but then there were, um, and it went on for a while. We went to the doctors twelve months, I suppose, eight, which is what we did, um. And then they started the investigations and discovered um, basically that um, my fiance had low sperm count. Um, oh. So uh, I think they want it to be 15 million plus, mm. and it was around two, two and a half million. So it was quite okay. a drastic 
um, yeah, and so they've put that as the reason um, for, um, you know, for infertility, male factor infertility. Mm. Um, although I do also have polycystic ovaries myself. Um, okay. But not had much, you know, um, I've not had to do much about it, if that makes sense, over the years. And I've never, had, I've gained weight and I've got acne. <laughs> That's about mm. it. I don't, I've never had to have any cysts removed, or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, and yeah we were told yeah uh, we think the best option for you is going to be ICSI rather than IVF uh-huh, um, uh-huh. and your fiance's sperm are perfect for that they've got really good motility and you know they're, they're, they're brilliant it's just that there's not enough of them um, that's that's encouraging yeah yeah and they're, they're good that, guys we just need more yeah, of them yeah absolutely um so um we were like okay great and then it was but you can't do it because you're overweight so then you are in this awful place where mm-hmm. you're overweight and you you know you need to lose weight to be able to have a chance at having a baby but then and then you've got your fiance looking at you like you know he's relying on you to be the person to allow him to have children <laughs> which is a really oh God, weird place to be in yeah and then um we went on this massive journey of like trying to lose weight um and um but it's I I don't know coming from being a person who is in mental health and works in mental health Mm. um I I have real problems with this um I think you know from a from a therapist angle like looking at what that can do to somebody Mm -hmm. um the relationship you start to have with your body um, the, the the bad relationships you develop with food, um, yeah. and I, I I felt like I mean it, it's a bit of a cliche to say, but being big but happy, kind of that jolly happy person. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a feeder. <laughs> I'm literally just <laughs> I've joined this conversation after having made homemade pizzas that I make from scratch and I make yeah. the dough first thing in the morning and oh my God. you know it's like and you know let the dough rise all day and then I stretch out the dough and oh, I do Jenna. it with my hand <laughs> like, this is it's a hobby you know food yeah. is hobby. We come <laughs> to your house please yeah <laughs> and and we were always those jolly big people um and yeah it was like all of a sudden no you hate yourself almost because right and and, and I think you go through this horrible you know, when you're growing up, teenage years, and then your twenties, and we're now in our thirties, you go through a journey of learning to love yourself as people, yeah, don't do. we? Yeah. As you grow up, and you learn to love yourself as people, and and, and to accept who you are. Mm-hmm. And I felt very happy in the person I was, and comfortable with the person I was. And then obviously, I had to develop this new relationship with my body. Um, Horrible to have yeah. done all that work and to be in a good place about it and then have someone kind of, yeah. it's almost like a slap in the face, isn't it? Like It is, it is. Um, and, you know, I think there's a few elements that come with, you know, we're interracial couples, so I'm black, he's white. And there's, you know, the circles of friends that you grow up within as well, sort of yeah. being in, a you know, the only black person. As, and, you know, I've always been different I've always been the big uh-huh. one the black one the loud one the you know mm. <laughs> the jolly one the whatever um yeah. and I think yeah and then all of a sudden let's attack that person that you are is what it yeah. felt like and presumably um, because you have PCOS it's so much mm-hmm. harder to lose weight well yeah so this all came part of part and parcel with it it was like right okay so you need to lose this weight but you've got PCOS it's pretty hard for you to lose weight um, but you have to lose the weight, otherwise you're not going to be able to have IVF. So, mm-hmm. fine. Um, I employed the support of a personal trainer. Mm. Um, uh, his name's Daniel. He's been absolutely brilliant, um, and he's been working with me for the last years, essentially. Um, and um, he really got me to focus on health rather than um, standing on scales and just lose. But of course, the scales were the measure the tracker that we yeah. yeah of course um because that's that, it's based on bmi that's it um did they tell you how much you had to lose did you know what your target was yeah so they want your bmi to be 30 or mm. below and my bmi i won't you know i won't sugarcoat it at all my bmi was 42 
Right. So I did have a high BMI, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And absolutely losing weight was a really good thing for me to do. Um, Mm. And I won't, um, you know, as in for health, as in for fitness, as in, you know, if I want to have children one day, um, I want to be able to be physically fit and active and be able to run around after a toddler. And I don't want to be out of breath and, you know, all of that stuff. I want to Mm. be healthy. Mm. Yeah. So I didn't have a problem with losing weight. That wasn't, I mean, it, it, it was a difficult thing to wrap my head around, but it wasn't like it, I was against it. I, I went along with it and yeah. I worked with my personal trainer, worked really hard. I lost three and a half to four stone. Wow. Jesus. So that is we impressive. Working. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it, it was hard work. It wasn't something that was easy to do. No. It's, you know, really, <laughs> it's a difficult thing. And it took time, a lot of time. Um, and a lot of weird things that you have to battle with. I mean, I remember going to the shop, picking up a packet of crisps from our local corner shop, scoffing them on the way home and then hiding them in the bottom of the bin so that Graham wouldn't know that oh. I'd had them. Yeah. That's horrible. Like, really? <clears throat> thing. Yeah, really, really um, horrible things that you go through. But then also learning about your body, learning about things you can do, things that you think are impossible, mm. and realising that they are possible. And, you know... Um, and the things that he was getting me to do that I joke with my students, actually, because obviously I'm training my students to be therapists. Um, right. I'm a CBT therapist, a cognitive mm. behavioural therapy. And my personal trainer isn't a CBT therapist, but he was getting me to do things. And I was like, this is CBT that you're getting really? me to do. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> um, so he was having conversations with me about carbs, you know, and having better carbs in meals um, or having yeah. his, his advice was to go down one meal a day having carbs in and the rest of the meals to not have carbs it didn't make any sense to me I'm a I'm a food person I've never really gotten into fitness and health and well-being and I was just like yeah. well, well, well-being yes I'm a therapist but as in food fitness and yeah 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 so I was just like well it's not a meal unless it's got carbs in it yeah you have a bowl of cereal for breakfast you have a sandwich for lunch and then you have you know meat and potatoes for dinner like that's just yeah, how meals work yeah yeah he was just like, no, 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 look, let's try go down to one meal with carbs the rest without. Mm. No, 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 I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. Don't be silly. Um, and he said to me, right, let's give this a go. Just do it for one week. And um, if at the end of that week you come back and say you felt ill or you felt lightheaded or you felt you were starving, it wasn't possible, mm-hmm. you couldn't do it, then we give it up. But let's mm-hmm. just try it for a week and see how it goes and that in the world of cbt is a behavioral experiment he was setting me up to be right. a behavioral experiment where right. you purposefully put yourself into a situation that you're not comfortable with yeah just mm-hmm. to see what the results are and then come back and do a reflection on that um, and he gave me sets of questions to ask myself which is what i would do with my patients uh, <laughs> well, you're like okay. you're aiming me i know what <laughs> <Yeah>. you're uh, <laughs> looking at <laughs> exactly so yeah um he yeah so you know he did get me to change my thinking around a lot of things I got really involved with everything um weight training strength training and realizing just the benefits of those types of training rather than just you know going in and trying to get on a treadmill and run which is one of the hardest ways to lose weight strength training is going to support you building muscle which will then help you burn fat and so on so I learned so much with him um and he discovered I've got a natural affinity for strength and weights great so I am really really good at weightlifting yes (laughs) Um, I'm built for it awesome (laughs) like a little stocky wide person who's like really sturdy and really strong and I can lift um and you know and and I I could do things like um, kettlebells and things like I'm really I pick them up really easily and I just Mm. go in I didn't have to be taught very much about you know how Mm -hmm. to hold your body and how to you know, do it safely you know all that kind of stuff like my body just does it that's just yeah, what yeah. I do um and the more weight I lost the stronger I got the more muscly I got um and in his mind in his eyes as a personal trainer the fitter I got yeah um and you know he the way he saw it and he did he has said it to me a couple of times he probably laughed listening to this now but he was he would say if you ever want to be a weightlifter, I can train you to do that. You know, if you want to, let, let, let's do that if you want. I was like, no, 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 that's not the aim of this. I don't want to do that. I want to have a yeah. baby. Babies. It's about yeah. babies. I will lift babies. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, but, but then it got to the point where I started to realise, and I'm seeing, you know, I'm following people on Instagram, looking at women's bodies and people that are going forward and having IVF and people that are in a similar situation to me that are having to lose weight to be able to be eligible on the NHS. They were going in and getting treatment and I could see looking at them on pictures and, and you know, it's like these women are bigger than me. Mm. Why, why are they getting treatment and I'm not? I'm way fitter than this person. I'm way mm. healthier than this person. I'm slimmer than this person. And it got to the point where I was in size 12 jeans right. and mm. being told I still needed to lose over a stone. And even That's then, insane. even then, I would still be classed as obese or oh overweight. Obese, I would still be in the bad end of the category. I, was, yeah. I would just be scraping through. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that was somebody in size 12 jeans. Yeah. That's mad. And I was just like, okay, so I'll be in size 10 to 8 jeans and I'll still be told I'm overweight. And that comes down to muscle mass. But uh, to, to conceive, you need some body fat? Yeah. You need yeah. it because that's the way that the hormones are transmitted. Yeah. Women's bodies are meant to be... Curvy. meant to have a certain amount of fat in them yeah, yeah. and right. we, we could all be fit I could still be fitter now obviously I could I could I could have less body fat I've still got a wobbly belly I've still you know yes but that's not the point of what we ended up fighting and arguing which is mm-hmm. that I am fit I'm very strong I can run I'm a powerhouse I'm healthy but I'm heavier than the average woman who is my height. So yeah. talk to us about this process. So you you kind of start mm. to realise that these people who were getting treatment were yeah. bigger than you and less healthy. Yeah. You were saying that in your head you were like, uh, what's going yeah. on? Yeah, this isn't right. This isn't, I'm talking to my personal trainer about it. And, you know, we started to look into, and I'm a university lecturer now, mm-hmm. um, as well as a therapist, so I'm training other therapists. I've got access to articles and journals and you know all the mm. stuff that that gives you the up-to-date information about you know all the you know in the medical fields and stuff I can, I can find stuff out I can look at it look at it all up. and I think there's, there's something about access to that stuff as well which is probably another conversation altogether but mm. um I started to read into a lot of different things so first of all women being um you know who are sports women basically and 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 their makeup and um in terms of body fat muscle um density um you know all those different terms and different things that I was having to research and look up um so of course women who are in sports in particular things like weightlifting shot put javelin you know all those kinds of uh, rugby those body shapes tend to be heavier because they're more densely made up with muscle Mm. Um, but it doesn't mean that they're unhealthy um, so you've got that side of it. And then you've got um, black women um, and that black women um, from for, you know different parts of the world as well. I think there's a difference in where your origins are um, in mm. terms of your, your ancestors. Um, you know, for example, Caribbean and Africa, you know, but there's different um, averages if, if yeah. that makes sense, in terms of things like right. muscle, muscle density. And I'm Jamaican heritage. So okay. my, my, my dad's Jamaican. Um so there was that side of it. Um, and the um, average woman in the UK um, is five foot five, mm-hmm. a size 16-ish, and her BMI is like 28. Really? 29. So it like just brings her in to that place where she's allowed to have IVF yeah mm. that's the average woman in the uk mm-hmm. um because you know in, in the uk we're not the healthiest of people are no. we? we're, we're, but then the conversation that we were having is actually i'm five foot five so i'm the same height as the average woman um i weigh more than the average woman so my bmi was coming in at 32 at that mm. time um, to go from and, 42 to 32 is... Yeah, yeah, it's a big drop. <laughs> yeah. Quite an achievement. And how, what period of time did you do that over? 
uh, 18 months, two years. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay. Hats Sorry. off. You deserve yeah. a medal. I know. <laughs> Sorry, you. carry on. Yeah, so, yeah, average average height. Um, I, so I'm at the average height. So I'm five foot five, same as the average woman. I'm slightly heavier than the average woman um, coming in um, with a BMI of 32 rather than 28 or 29 or whatever mm. it, she might be. But wearing a smaller clothes size. So yeah. if the average woman's wearing a size 16 and I'm wearing a size 12. That's a big difference. Yeah. And it was just, this really isn't right. This isn't, like, the BMI measure is no good for me. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't tell you anything other than I'm different from the average woman. Okay. Which I've already known. <laughs> in lots of ways. And <laughs> in, in the UK, you know, and, and yeah. you know. You know, I'm I'm a minority in various different respects for whatever reason, but um, it it just really was like, no, this isn't built for me. This isn't made for me. So I, you kind of having, so you're kind of doing all this research, and mm. you're kind of twigging that actually something's not quite right with Mm. all the calculations. Are you talking to your GP at this point, or is it a clinic, or is it directly to someone else? Well, at that at that time, it was my personal trainer and the internet, basically, okay. I was talking to. <laughs> it's like, what on earth is going on? Are other people seeing this? Like, is no one else seeing this? <laughs> um, and then I went to my GP, and my GP was in agreement with me. Mm-hmm. She didn't have a clue what to do about it. Right. She was just like, mm, don't know what to do about this. Um, oh, well, no, it wasn't just, no, actually, yeah, because, of course, I'm in connection with the IVF clinic, aren't I? So they... Yeah. So over this period of time, what they do, if you're somebody with a high BMI um, and they're wanting you to lose weight, they just book appointments with you every four months or so. Right. And they're just phone calls that, or especially with COVID, um, yeah, I think yeah. it was just COVID phone calls that might have been face to face before. But yeah, just phone calls. And they were saying, um, are you there yet? Or how much more have you got to lose? God. And those are your appointments with the IVF. I can't imagine those conversations. Are they just? Do they feel incredibly judgy? Yes and no. Um, right. So it, you know they, they're trying to give you advice. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course and they're trying to give you help. They're trying to give yeah. you advice, but you've got to remember all this is happening over the phone because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Nobody was looking at me. Nobody could see me, and I'm sort of going. I'm trying to describe my body to you. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're just going well. Computers this isn't, no. Yeah. And it's because of the CCGs, so clinical commissioning groups. So CCGs are making decisions about the way funding is being spent, and that's one of the parameters that means that they don't overspend, essentially. Yeah. Um, so they put in this parameter that says anyone whose BMI is over this number can't have IVF, um, and that is just what the NHS staff have to follow. So you can't be angry at the doctors. You can't be upset no. with them. They're just following their rules. They're doing their job. And I used to work in the NHS. So I know mm. how that works, you know, and I, I'm kind of sitting there as feeling like one clinical professional talking to another professional, mm-hmm. but then also saying, but can't you argue this? Mm-hmm. You know, isn't yeah. being told no, just being told no, here's some advice, here's how to lose weight. They put me on metformin no, um, to see if that made me lose weight, even though there, were, there hadn't been any reason for me to be on metformin before, mm-hmm. even so it was kind of like okay so although I've got polycystic ovaries and yes a lot of women go on metformin because they've got polycystic ovaries you're literally saying try this tablet to see if it makes you lighter it's a diet pill you're using it yeah it was just everything I was being given or told just wasn't right yeah yeah and yet you were doing all the right things in the gym with your personal trainer that was actually making a big impact yeah yeah and so yeah I was I was losing weight getting fitter getting healthier got to the point where I felt happy with my body and where we were in a good place and we were like okay this surely is me at my fittest so far and on a level with other women that are getting access to IVF went to my GP she was in agreement and then we basically spent months scratching around trying to figure out whether there was a route for me to ask to have IVF and bypass the rules and regulations, mm. which it turns out there is a route. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, nobody knows. It's to apply for an independent funding request. Okay, um, but 
I you can't just apply for it on your own. So I can't as you know a member of the public. Well, I, yeah. I don't know. You might be able to, but I don't think you get very far to just go in as a member of the public and say, right, I want to apply for an independent funding request. And actually, no, you can't because I wasn't even allowed to be given the email addresses for the applications to go to that has to go to a medical professional and did you do it through your GP yeah so in the end um we it took us so much scratching around to figure out but I went back to the fertility clinic they have a person I can't remember what her role is now but she basically deals with the funding of IVF so she's in contact with CCGs um so she then contacted the secretary at my GP to give them the information about how to apply for an independent funding request. The secretary then had to relay the information to my GP. But in the meantime, while this is going on, my GP had contacted the CCGs randomly because she didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so they were telling her how to do an independent funding request. But she'd already sent all this stuff um, to the CCGs and they were like, oh, well, we can just put this in as an independent funding request and I was like no 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 no." so I had to kind of get everyone I was trying to all orchestrate people without having access to anything and not being copied into any emails oh my god Um, because I knew that I wanted to put across an argument in a very detailed and carefully thought out way yeah oh god almost and I basically almost wrote an essay you know I'm a lecturer that's what I do you know I want to sit (laughs) down with all the facts and all the details I've got this guys I've got it yeah I'm gonna put in my references I'm gonna put in my site I'm gonna do it APA formatted you know I'm gonna do all these things that are lecturers um and I'm going to include my personal trainer's opinion as a professional when Mm actually he although because he's not an NHS professional because he's not a doctor you know or a nurse he's forgotten about in this whole process and it's all actually he knows my body he's been working with me every week he can do all this he he, this is what he's studied and trained for is to be able to understand the human body and what health Mm. is to help somebody to be healthier so I basically got everyone to stop emailing each other (laughs) so please just stop it (laughs) And let's gather all the information. And then I got my um, personal trainer to do what he does, which meant he did strength training, fitness, tra- um, not um, strength testing, sorry. So, um, you know, what's your highest weights, your, your three rep max, your one rep max. So in terms of physical strength, mm-hmm. um, he was getting me to do all the, um, you know, how uh, uh, sort of pacing of like running and you know different things around that in terms of heart rate and you know all that kind of stuff he got the pinch calipers uh, is it they're called where they pinch oh, your yeah. body fat mm-hmm. um so that they can so you can measure how much body fat I have like so you're not surprised yeah <laughs> it's like standing there with somebody pinching every you know bit of fat that they can find on your body and measuring it and um, you know, my, my legs are my legs are pretty solid muscle. You're not going to get much fat yeah. on there when you're trying to pinch yeah. them. Um, yeah, so he did that side of it. I did the actually look at all of the data and the uh. research side of it. And I wonder if I'm going to get in trouble actually for using my university um, archive systems and <laughs> no, databases. No, no. For the, no, for the Don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, and so I put all of that in there and lots of like really personal things around you know what's happened to my mental health and what you're expecting women to do yeah and and what women will do in desperation Mm -hmm. Uh which is crash diet which is not yeah yeah because at that point that was all that was left yeah Mm, yeah that's the only avenue yeah that's what my personal trainer was basically saying he was like at this point we're talking about you losing muscle and fat yeah in order for you to be lighter and it's like, well, that's not now healthy, is it? No. Yeah. So um, it goes beyond health now. Yeah. And, like, I don't think I'm giving away a spoiler when I say you won. Yes. We <laughs> <laughs> So we got all that information. We've got it together. We put it out to the CCG and they have a panel meeting. So there's, like, four right. or five people, I think, on a panel um, who I never met. They never met me. So I'm glad mm-hmm. I made everyone stop and that we put everything down in writing and got it over yeah, well there because done. They, they don't talk to you. 
Um, and then I got a letter from them, which basically said something along the lines of, we're in agreement that your body is not typical <gasps> oh to most Yay! women with a BMI. They're so uh, going well to done for not you. having a typical body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is so encouraging. I yeah, I, I, don't, I think, yeah, I think there are so many different points to this, though. I don't know. Like, I don't want to get... It's not, I don't want to go in saying just women that are muscly should be allowed, but I think there's something yeah. about BMI, this measure, yeah, just this. Yeah. BMI is, yeah, it's very cruel, especially when mm. PCOS is involved because mm. it, it's, it, by, by its very nature, it's a condition that makes it difficult to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Um, you are the third person I've heard of who's managed to do that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, how, I know, my... At my fertility clinic, they said that it's the first time they've come across yeah. it, that somebody got accepted for that. From going, from like approaching your GP about this until mm. getting that letter, how long was it? Oh, God. I'd say a good six months. Fuck. Okay. Do you Maybe feel like more? admin is the worst thing about having to do IVF? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I think even when they got the, when they said, yes, you can do it, this is in August. And I'm only just starting IVF now. Yeah. In January. And when, when you say now, you are pulling the trigger shot tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. in like yeah. one hour, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so catch, catch us up. How how has it been? We... Yeah, so got the letter, yay. Um, and then because I'm on the NHS I think and you know I think NHS yeah it is just slower isn't it um Mm. so you know you don't get an appointment for four months so I had an appointment in October November was it November no it was November and then that appointment got moved to January and I decided to then pay for that consultation appointment um, instead um which then meant we could go into our proper information giving appointment with the nurses and it was just to have that consultation with the doctor even though I had a letter saying, yes, we'll agree it, the doctor still has to have this 20-minute conversation with you where they agree, yes yeah. or no, to go ahead. <clears throat> That's um, annoying. So, yeah, but yeah, so we decided to pay for it in, in the end after that session um, yeah. so that we could get all rolling. Um, and yeah, we started in January and like now. Um, so I've got, I'm on short protocol. So that's, that's why it's quite a short time. Yeah, we literally started... Yeah. First How are you feeling? Are you feeling like you are full of eggs? Yeah, I do feel a bit. <laughs> um, I do, uh, it, <laughs> this has been my world for the last two years. I actually described it as not any worse than getting DOMS, you know, like delayed onset muscles <laughs> <laughs> from all the exercising and stuff I had to do. Yeah. It's like, actually, I've got, yeah, my tummy's uncomfortable. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't say, you know, it's knocked me sideways or anything like that. It's like I'm, I'm waddling a little bit. <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah. Are you still doing like lifting and things like that? Um. Yes and no. Um. So the I'm still working with my personal trainer. Um. Right. And our conversations at the beginning of the year were very much, um, how do we keep your fitness the way it is without. Mm-hmm. Um, increasing adding things and without dropping things off too much so yeah. um it is um I'm doing more of the I suppose body conditioning you'd call it so right. with lighter weights and lots of reps and you know um getting your heart rate up but not yeah. doing mm. hit um high intensity interval yeah. training or anything like that but yeah just lots and lots of reps with light weights really um wow. yeah Wow, that's so exciting. What an exciting time to speak to you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah, literally just about to do it now. (laughs) And it's our (laughs) our first first attempt, you know. And yeah. It's scary. scary. (laughs) It is, but um you're here and you battled to be here, so that's just incredible. I think, you know. That's the most amazing thing about IVF is, you know, people who can get pregnant easily you know they Mm. get pregnant and they have a baby then they're parents but I feel like with if you're doing IVF you're a parent way before any kind of yeah happens like you're like losing that weight and doing that work isn't just an Mm. act of motherhood yeah that you're already 
your body's already being given to somebody before yeah. you get you there. You're already <laughs> your child, so yeah, like, so many sacrifices for your child. It's insane. Yeah, yeah, and it has. It's been you know, it's been two years. I mean, I, I literally, it's been six o'clock in the morning workouts, standing there crying, saying, "I don't want to do this. I don't mm. want to work out. I don't want to yeah. exercise. I want to lie in." Yeah, of like, course the screaming and shouting matches you have with your partner about it all as well because he gets to lie in but I don't get to you get up and exercise because I have to get up and exercise to do it with me (laughs) I mean Jeanette in a way that's kind of mad isn't it and you know Mm. this is in many ways it's a very difficult question to ask um Mm. but you know you said he gets to lie in but this is his diagnosis that you're doing Mm. the work for does that I mean does that feel a bit horrible Mm. a bit weird I think I don't know. I mean, you're always going to have your own kind of emotions that you, or thoughts that you battle with around it. You know, you'll have yeah. negative thoughts that pop into your head, and you think, "No, how could you think that? Like this is you. Mm. You, you know, you love this person. We're getting married in August, and oh, you know, it's it just you know, it's like we're embarking on this life together, and you know, it just so happens this is part of the rich tapestries of life that we've been thrown together and, and actually this is what we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, but then in the same breath, I, I know I've, I've been standing there exercising, crying my eyes out and he's looking on or trying to work out with me and he feels guilty, Yeah, yeah. you know, and I can see yeah. the guilt in his face. Mm. Yeah. It's oh, horrible. Yeah. Horrible for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, and yeah, I think it's yeah. He he was backing me the whole way, and he wanted to argue with me for me, you know, for, yeah, with the CCGs and everything. But I think he felt quite powerless in it all. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. Oh wow. Well, mm. um, you'll have to update us on yeah. how it all goes. We uh, yeah. we need to yeah, know how the story continues. Yeah. And I am on Instagram, um, you know, sharing my stories. Well, I've made it public so that people can join in. So I've actually got a load of my students following me, which is <laughs> a bit weird, but also fun. <laughs> What's your Instagram? Uh, trading for two. Three, two and Jenna, I can't let you go without asking. As a CBT trainer, mm-hmm. what, I mean... I was going to ask what's your advice of anyone else in this boat, but then I think your advice is kind of, it's even more valuable because it becomes, it comes with all of this kind of background training. How do people deal with the kind of the, you know, the mental health aspects of it? I think everyone's so different, aren't they? Um, For me, actually, to be honest, exercise turned into my mental health crutch Mm. Um, because I think we were, over the last two years of COVID and with a lot of changes at the university that I work in and in the healthcare systems, um, the very sudden changes were all of a sudden, you know, my students were in dire situations because they're frontline NHS staff. Um, Mm. There wasn't a lot of mental respite from things. So where other people went on furlough, my hours went up um, and and Mm -hmm. the support I was giving to people went up. Um, so I, for me, it became very much a case of actually routine, exercise, keeping moving, keeping fit and keeping the things that are positive, regular in your life. So we, and we didn't stop. So, you know, I've mentioned us being foodies and me making yeah. pizzas. You know, yes, we've lost all this weight, but I'm still making pizzas. <laughs> so, um, it did become more of a so every day. I, you should have seen the sacks of flour I had delivered. Actually, it was actually oh my God. Uh-huh. human size <laughs> Italian flour because you know there were flour shortages, and I managed to. Well, actually, if we're not if we're going to do this hardcore, um, you know, training program and weight loss and there needs to be respite and us doing nice things. So we did mm-hmm. every night, every, sorry, every Friday, Friday night pizza night nice. and throughout all the lockdowns and everything. And my brother was living with us for a good year at the time as well in the, in okay. the very first lockdown. And um, so we were making pizzas and um, yeah, every Friday and, you know, it was, and it, it turned into right. If I'm going to have to lose weight and plan meals, how can I turn the meals I love into the healthier meals? Mm, yeah. I think it it turned into like, how can I bring my hobbies into this yeah. as well? Um, yeah. And not letting them go just to focus on losing weight. 
think it's still trying to retain a part of us, part of me. Um, But there is that book, um, there's the journal as well, um, the IVF Positivity Planner. Yeah, so that actually has in it um, CBT-based stuff. Oh, interesting. So thought challenging, worry management. So I was flipping through it and there are evidence-based um, interventions in there so I would say for other people um who are maybe thinking about how to as a therapist you end up doing self-practice self-reflection quite a lot anyway Um, Mm. (laughs) if you if you if you're new to looking at your mental health and you're and you're doing it as part of this process the things that are in that book the the tasks that are in they're in the middle and towards the end there are some Mm sort of mental yeah. health and well-being related tasks they're exactly what a cbt therapist would advise okay well we'll we'll make sure that we put a link to that in the show notes um yeah. Jenna, thank you so much for coming on yeah so thank, thank you, you so for having much me. <laughs> I, I feel like i've, I've just yabbered and yabbered <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Yeah. no. I maybe that's what you you, you want that is exactly what we want exactly what we want now go and enjoy your final hour before you pull the trigger yeah i know Gabby, I feel like you don't need to do any talking right now because your voice is sounding so ropey. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Next week, we are going to speak to um, one of my new friends. Um, her name is Leanne Nicholl. She has written a book that is coming out soon about the postnatal body. There are sections in the book about what happens to your body during and after pregnancy loss miscarriage whatever you want to call it um so I spoke to her about that and it's absolutely fascinating because I think one thing again right in the book that really hit me was that we don't talk enough about physical effects of miscarriage so we talked all about that and it was a very fascinating and surprisingly cheery conversation good well we'll look forward to that and in the meantime I'll try and get my voice back okay pal next week right bye guys bye have a good week was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.